0: Production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story connect, Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers.
1: What are some of the major takeaways from the 2023 Calix Connections Conference? That's what we'll be talking about in this episode of the Story Connect podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer.
0: And my name is Megan McCoy now, also your host with Pioneer Utility Resources.
1: Well, we've never done this before. We're going guestless uh, <gasps> with no guests. It's kind of like when uh, growing up when Bugs Bunny and Garfield were both on the same cartoons to tell kids not to do drugs (laughs) and like a crossover thing. This is exactly exactly what this is.
0: We're crossing the streams. They say never to do that, Andy. Here
1: we are. All right. We are um, live at the Calix Connections Conference. We've uh, recorded a bunch of great um, uh, podcasts with folks the last few days. Just a lot of good um, broadband marketing minds Mm -hmm. uh, here at the conference. And uh, Megan and I want to take just a couple of minutes just to share some of, the, some of our takeaways, some of the things that we learned. Um, There's so many great um, uh, things that you learn both inside the sessions and outside the sessions. Yeah. Um, and you know, some of the notes I have are even from outside the building where we've learned some other stuff too. So, but you know, Megan, this was your first time coming to the Calyx Connections Conference. What are some of the things uh, that, that you're going to take away that you learned, that you heard uh, discussed, that you'll remember after we leave here?
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's been such a treat to be here because, you know, I've got a background in the electric cooperative world and public power world. So coming to Calix has been like a deep dive in the world of telcos and broadbands. And I even had one uh, one of my new friends. I've made a lot of new friends here, Andy. It's true, yes. <laughs> but uh, my dear new friend, uh, John from Irwin Utilities, at one point we were walking through the hallways and he said, you know, we keep talking about... Uh, We're broadband service providers, but I don't really see that we provide a service. I think we are broadband serving providers. We got deep really fast. I I don't. I don't know that Andy was expecting that. But you know, it's it's so true and. Um, and I, I gave him a hug after that because I'm like, my wheels are turning. You're right. And just getting to be in this place where everyone is sharing ideas and we're all so focused on making life better in the communities we serve has been fun. And the session started off, like the whole conference started off with a really powerful message uh, from the Calyx CEO, um, Michael, and I don't know his last name.
1: Veening. Okay. Veening looks like weaning, but I think they pronounce it Veening. Yep.
0: Fair enough. So Michael took the stage, and I loved that he had pictures on on the stage behind him. At one point, it was all of the logos from a lot of the utilities that they serve and they partner with, and the impact they're making. But my favorite part was the pictures of all of the people that help fuel and give feedback. Like it seems like, and again, I'm still fairly new to all of this. Um, you, you did give me the telecom Bible sure. when I first started working for you. Newton's, which has been,
1: Newton's telecom dictionary. I uh, yeah. recommend it for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Great reading.
0: Uh, but to, to be here and see how Calyx is so focused on the members and, and their partners and having their feedback, it really inspired me uh, for pioneer to make sure that we're listening and have the feedback lines open for our own members. So for all of you out there listening, all of our friends at the pod, tell us what you think about us, Please. Help us be better.
1: I do think they do a really good job. And, and I feel like they always have, have done that. This is about number six uh, for me to come to this one. But oh, this year no, in particular, so. it seems like a lot of faces, a lot of, faces, lot mm-hmm. of um, making Calix customers the heroes out here. Yeah. Which is exactly what we we tell our folks, you know, our, our, the Pioneer members to do is to make their customers or their members the heroes. And it's the same kind of thing to see Calix take, um, take that into account. I think um, we do some of that at Pioneer. We could always do a, a little bit more of it. Um, but one of the things on you were talking about the opening session, one of the things that stuck out to me, um, was, uh, a quote from, uh, the CEO, Michael Veening. Um, he said something to the effect of, you know, when you're too busy is when you decide, um, whether or not to live out your company values. Mm. And I think that's it. Yeah. Right. We're we're in. <laughs> you got deep right as well. We're so. four <laughs> minutes in and we're, um, all kinds of stuff. So, um, you know, to me, that's a good reminder that, uh, it's very easy, especially with all on the broadband side, all of the funding that's out there, everybody's building in new areas, people are launching new brands. Um, but it's when you're busy that kind of some of those colors shine through mm-hmm. as to, to where, where you really put those values. And, uh, that, that was a good thing for me to hear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very true. Um, and this conference has certainly been, busy and packed with so many different sessions i'm not sure how many you got to go to because we've also I, I selfishly have loved the time that we've had just interviewing folks on the podcast because that's when i get to hear some of the amazing things folks are doing with their local schools and ways that they are listening to their members but i did get to sit in a couple sessions and my favorite was Anne hadley had you heard about her before no
1: i was not familiar
0: oh well and she she made it christmas themed which was fun, but she said if Target can put uh, Christmas trees up in October, then she can share Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in October as well.
1: No argument here.
0: (laughs) No. But her session was talking about brand positioning. And she said that emotional connections drive decision-making. And I didn't realize that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was a story that was written for a department store.
1: Oh, I hadn't heard that. Did you not know this? I didn't know this. So
0: she talked, I believe his name is Robert May, was the author, but he would write copy about, you know, um, men's shirts and, and describe it in catalogs. And they wanted to bring people into their stores. And they asked him to write some sort of a children's book for Christmas. And he did. And it became this huge phenomena. And... She broke it down for everyone um, why it was important, but it all came down to understanding the customer um, and positioning your business um, in the right way to be there for them and then crafting stories that make people feel. And she explained how he did that with the Rudolph story, going down to who is the hero, who is the, um, you know, what is your foggy night so okay. it, you may not be familiar with the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed oh, yeah. Reindeer, Andy. You
1: know, uh, I do recall the most famous reindeer of all, as <laughs> they say.
0: Andy, with your story so bright. No. Um, there is a foggy night scenario. And I think mm-hmm. for all of our, our members, our subscribers, what is their foggy night? What issue are they dealing with? Mm-hmm. And how can you make them the hero? Because Rudolph isn't the hero of the story. It's Santa. Rudolph is the product.
1: The guide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he is the solution that you're offering to get them through their foggy Mm -hmm. night.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I get kind of a different twist on that whole Donald Miller story brand. Um, Well, you have, you had the book, you picked up the book here. I got the book for free. When you get into that book, you'll, you'll understand more (laughs) about that because it's, it's classic. Another storytelling uh, piece that I had taken away was actually, um, uh, outside of the event, we went to the Penn and Teller show on, um, uh, one of the nights that we were here and um i thought one of the things that uh the, you know pin said it because teller doesn't talk but um one of the things that pin said um they had a trick and really after he said it i was i was sitting there the rest of the magic show thinking about it um wow. he said that one of their tricks towards the end he had a, he pulled a black cloth off of a cage and there was a chicken in it and he said as soon as i show you a chicken you're going to start telling yourself a story about what you think is going to happen next. Ooh. And if you think about um, everything that they did, um, and the Penn & Teller show is, is different every time, so I'm going to go ahead and say what, what happened and not give away too much because it changes. But By the end of the <laughs> trick, we were all thinking the chicken was going to disappear, but when he moved the thing, there was a person in a monkey suit inside the cage.
0: No, oh, it was a real monkey.
1: It was either a person <laughs> in a monkey suit or a real monkey. I know which one I would bet on. Mm. Um, But, Mm. and and if you think about it, so many of their tricks, take a story or a narrative that we're made to think is going to happen, but then it kind of flips it on its head. And I was just reminded how that can be a very powerful storytelling tool. Mm. Um, You know, we always say that in the absence of a narrative, people are going to create their own. Always do. And if, you know, whatever it is at your company, that's a way to, to kind of do that customer delight. You know, they think that when they come in and they're going to sign up for service, or they think when they call about a program, or they think when they interact with you, it's going to be a certain way, the chicken's going to disappear. But then all of a sudden, if you throw in, um, you know, a monkey that's a going to. Uh, the metaphor breaks down at some point. But <laughs> if you throw in something that they don't expect, that's a way to, to change that narrative, to make that delight, uh, that customer delight didn't expect it, and it could be a pretty powerful storytelling tool that I I don't know if it's one that I've always focused on, but I thought that was a a powerful example from outside of the the classroom.
0: Well, I would also say, you know, talking about flipping the narrative a bit, one of the other messages that stuck with me from a general session, they were talking about innovating and how to, I think it was uh, simplify your message, Mm -hmm. excite your consumers, and grow from there. Right. And as he was talking about that, he said, you know, it, to excite your members, you have to really find a way to connect with them, to figure out what matters to them. And we have to switch up our storytelling. We've been focused too much on speed. And he said, speed doesn't matter. Folks don't speed care. Speed is the start. Yep. Speed I had is written, a start. No, no. Speed is a yeah. start. Yeah. Yeah. But that can't be your full story. Right. You know, and we, I think as communicators, we've just been used to saying, oh, well, and then we're gonna now offer you know, this many gigs and now this many gigs. And we've got to stop focusing on the number of gigs and instead focus on what the gigs give, right? And that was an interesting point for me just to, to change. And we, we talk about that a lot, at least um, when I'm hosting episodes of the Sword Connect podcast, uh, we talk about starting with why and focusing not on what we do or how we do it, but why we do it in the first place. So, you know, why does broadband matter to a gamer? Why does it matter to a rancher? Um, We had someone that I was talking to today um, from Minnesota and they were talking about wanting to like create a program just for ranchers. Like how will this make a rancher's life better and how can not talk about gigs at all, you know? and so it's really tailoring it to how does this give you a better life?
1: How does um, it get the rancher through the foggy night to go back exactly. to what you Yeah. And that was exactly where I was headed. And by the way, I do know that's what you talk about on, on the episodes <laughs> that you host, because I listen to at least the first 35 minutes of all oh, of your episodes. come on. At least the first 35 minutes.
0: I get excited when I hear ideas. And I just, so y'all y'all can also vote on how long you prefer your Story Connect podcast episodes to be. Um, I, I tend to go about 25 minutes, I would say, on average.
1: I had written, you know, 90, 92% <laughs> of the time we're in perfect agreement on stuff. And I had and written then, that down as my next point to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. That You know, the idea that um, it was a different way to put it, but uh, one of the speakers talked about it, that a, a 10 gig Network is an investment decision, not mm-hmm. a go-to-market strategy. Yeah. And he said, you know, you build a network like that, so you won't have to reinvest in another one in 15 years or 10 years or whenever the the, the speed demand goes up. It's not a go-to-market strategy. Uh, they talked about how, you know, if you do just focus on speed, like you were talking about, it becomes a commodity um that you know then everybody's just fighting um over price but the analogy that i thought worked really well uh, from one of the speakers here was talking about the um a truck as a platform and that he you know he had the the trucks up on the screen and he talked about how a a broadband uh, service can be that truck and then on top of that does somebody need it built out to be a a bucket truck does somebody Mm -hmm. need it to be built out as a you know more of a compact truck Um, Do you need uh, all the toolboxes built on it? Do you need it to be a flatbed? All the different options of how you could do that truck. But it's still the chassis, the frame, the engine is all still there.
0: It's how you get there. It's what drives everything.
1: Right. And to be able to have a service that you're offering, you know, you got to start with speed like we talked about. Mm -hmm. But then finding ways, whether it's a rancher like you talked about, whether it's a school, whether it's um, work from home folks, gamers, as you mentioned. Just finding ways to kind of customize that with add-ons. Um, to be able to make it something that's more meaningful to them. Uh, That was a good analogy that I hadn't heard before, and I appreciated that one.
0: I think during that same session, he mentioned uh, an ad that came out uh, like a week ago, two weeks ago, about storm-hardened Wi-Fi. Right, from one of the big cable providers. From one of the big cable providers. And I know when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's really cool. And I shared it with a couple of folks at Pioneer, and they were like, well, everybody can do that. This is not a new thing. But it was a new way to repackage something that you already can offer to people. And again, it's, it's talking about looking back at what we do and finding ways to share that story a little bit differently, thinking about it from you know the foggy night point of view, storm hardened Wi Fi is really good marketing. True. It's it's something that a lot of us could all. It's battery backup, is what it is, right? But just thinking about it from the consumer's point of view is smart.
1: Yeah, and they were to the point. I mean, that's a whole other um, part of it too. That even if that battery backup. Was important four or five years ago for 911 calls and things like that. The fact that we're at a point um, in the need for broadband where your lights are out, your power's out, that's fine. At least you can still stay on Wi-Fi as long as you know your your laptop has a battery or you know whatever it is there. It's an interesting commentary there. I think the other, probably the last takeaway for me was just everybody here is uh, is talking about the NPS the Net Promoter Score and I know that we've had a couple of podcasts talk about that Um, I'm not sure exactly the order whether we're going to release this podcast first whether we're going to release it last
0: oh these could be teasers it could be like if you stay tuned to the podcast with the amazing Kelly Burns yep
1: um you know, and we've discussed it in other spots, too. And, and mm-hmm. I know one of the ones we talked about with Hunter Communications, they said NPS is not the one they look at. They look at more of the Google reviews and the social media reviews. But on almost every session, people are talking about net promoter score, which you know is a concept I'm, I'm familiar with. We've done a little bit with it here and there. But it's something that five or six years ago people were not talking about. So I've asked a few people here, what is it that... Um, you know, why do you think that is that NPS, uh, the Net Promoter Score, has been something everybody's talking about? And they said, like everything, COVID had a pretty big impact on that. That, you know, A, like you said, there are more and more folks that are providing that speed. So it's not just a competition on speed. Well, they said that, that the rely, the way that we all rely on broadband so much more now than we did before COVID, um, that that Net Promoter Score really has been the thing that they're all, the, the main metric they're using to see how things are, are going. Couple of folks said it was more of a all-encompassing number, and they, they could even look at it and say, okay, if our NPS is rising, if our if our net promoter score is a certain height, we can plan on more business. We can expand on more. We can make that investment because we know people are happy, and we know that generates more business. And that was just an approach, you know, that, that as a lot more prevalent, a lot more, um, just all over the place um, at this conference than I had ever seen before.
0: I love it. It's been a lot of fun. It Thanks for been. letting me
1: come. Absolutely, well, absolutely. <laughs> it's been a, been a great couple of days here um, at the Calyx Connections Conference. Um, I think that about wraps it up for mm-hmm. us. We're going to be packing up, and um, uh, we've appreciated the time from all of our guests who have come by here, and of course, appreciate Calyx for putting on a conference. Um, I don't know how to do this with two with two oh, of us on here. He
0: is. Andy Johns.
1: She is Megan McCoy. No, and until we talk again, how do I want to say it at the same time? Yeah. I think oh no, so. I was going to do until we talk again.
0: Keep telling your story.
1: There we go. Thank y'all.
0: Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.